0: Hello, Knowledge Seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we will delve into the riveting pages of Extreme Ownership by authors Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. Far from your usual management book, Extreme Ownership compels us to look at leadership from a unique, gritty perspective. That of Navy SEALs in the most challenging combat situations. Our authors are no armchair theoreticians. They are battle-hardened Navy SEAL officers who led the most highly decorated special operations unit in the Iraq War. What this book offers is an unmatched blend of real-life combat experience and leadership acumen, providing a high-octane ride into the worlds of military strategy and corporate leadership. Ideal for young entrepreneurs, managers, business leaders, or anyone with an interest in military leadership and tactics, extreme ownership, is about owning every success and failure of your team a paradigm that both the authors successfully instilled amidst gunfire and danger. And today, they share this military-grade wisdom, running a leadership consulting firm teaching how to build high-performance teams. So strap in for an intense yet enlightening 20-minute journey as we unpack the powerful leadership strategies from the battlefield to the boardroom in extreme ownership. Stay tuned. Extreme Ownership. How U.S. Navy SEALs Lead and Win. Introduction. Unlock the power of extreme leadership with extreme ownership. Picture this. You're leading a mission in one of the most violent cities in Iraq, Ramadi, during the peak of the Iraq War. Every decision you make holds the power to determine life or death. This isn't the plot of a war movie but rather the real-life experience of two Navy SEAL leaders who've survived and thrived in these challenging circumstances. But I'm not a soldier, you may think. How does this relate to me? The beauty of it all is that these battle-tested principles and strategies can be applied to any context that demands leadership, teamwork, and the resolve to navigate complex situations. Whether you're leading a corporation, a small startup team, or even a community volunteer group, the lessons drawn from the SEAL's experience can be remarkably illuminating. In your journey through extreme ownership, expect to encounter transformative strategies such as cover and move and prioritize and execute. These principles will equip you to lead and triumph over even the most formidable challenges. Along the way, you'll discover the surprising career-saving benefits of accepting blame. Understand why collaboration trumps competition within a company and learn how even the threat of explosives and gunfire may not necessarily be a good enough reason to abandon a mission. Get ready for an exploration of leadership that delves into extreme situations to extract universally applicable lessons. The battlefield may be a world away, but its lessons hold profound relevance for leaders in all walks of life. So let's delve into the world of extreme ownership. Prepare to be transformed. Part 1. Steer your team towards success by bearing the weight of its failures. Imagine being on the front lines of the Iraq War in Ramadi in 2012. This was the reality for author Jocko Willink, a Navy SEAL task unit leader. Amidst the chaos of a raging firefight, a devastating error occurred. What they thought were enemy insurgents turned out to be friendly fire from another SEAL unit. The result? A soldier tragically lost his life. In the wake of the disaster, Willink, as the ranking officer, did something unexpected. He claimed full responsibility for the catastrophe. Astoundingly, his acceptance of accountability actually preserved his position. His superiors recognized something many leaders miss. Even the best leaders make mistakes, but only great leaders own them. Therefore, Willink was allowed to continue leading his unit. This principle manifests clearly during the intensive training scenarios undergone by SEAL units. Units that falter during these simulations often have leaders that deflect blame onto the scenario, their team, or even the individual soldiers. Such leaders refuse to take on the mantle of responsibility, and their units inevitably flounder as a result. Contrastingly, units that excel in training share a common trait. Their leaders willingly take on blame, actively seek constructive criticism, and meticulously note ways to improve. Their dedication to ownership and improvement shines brightly, setting the stage for their team's success. The ripple effect of a leader's attitude is not to be underestimated. When a SEAL leader consistently shirks responsibility, this negative attitude contaminates the whole team, promoting blame games and stunting the unit's performance. They become entangled in a web of excuses and finger-pointing rather than adapting to and addressing the challenges that arise. Conversely, when leaders embody the tenets of extreme ownership, their subordinates mirror this behavior. This promotes a culture of accountability an initiative that cascades through the chain of command. This is the true essence of leadership, taking full responsibility for your team's actions, fostering a culture that empowers every member and steering your team towards success. Part 2. Understanding the why behind your mission paves the path to success. Put yourself in the shoes of author Jocker Willink when he was told that his highly trained SEAL team would be partnering with the novice Iraqi army. His gut reaction? An unequivocal no. He saw the Iraqis as inadequately trained, terribly equipped, and sporadically disloyal. However, he held his tongue, refraining from airing his negative views with his team. You may wonder why. Before raising objections, Willink needed to understand the reason behind the proposed collaboration. As it turned out, Integrating the Iraqi army into SEAL operations was a deliberate strategy aimed at paving the way for the eventual departure of U.S. forces from Iraq. Armed with this knowledge, Willink was able to support the mission fully and inspire his team to follow suit. Taking the time to pass on his newfound conviction to his team proved vital. Once they comprehended the mission's importance, they too were able to fully commit and contribute effectively to its execution. Think about how differently things could have played out if Willink had allowed his initial reservations to colour his team's perceptions. Even if he had later changed his mind, the seeds of doubt sowed in his team could have led to a lack of faith in the mission, potentially even its failure. This demonstrates the importance of unwavering belief in your team's objectives whether you are leading a military unit or a corporate team. If you find yourself questioning an order, first seek to understand how it fits within the broader strategic objectives of your organization. Remember, as a leader, you are a part of something larger than yourself and your team. If you're asked to do something that doesn't make sense to you, the onus is on you to seek clarification from superiors. Yes, questioning the decisions of those higher up the chain of command might be intimidating. But shying away from gaining this strategic understanding amounts to evading your responsibility, something a great leader should never do. Part 3. View your allies as a supportive network, not competitors. Let's return to the harsh landscapes of Ramadi, Iraq, where author Leif Babin's SEAL team found themselves deep within enemy territory, devoid of backup support. Their only choice to escape was to traverse the perilous city in broad daylight, exposing themselves to high risk of enemy attacks. Miraculously, they managed to return to base unharmed. However, Babin later discovered a critical oversight on his part. Another SEAL team was nearby and could have provided crucial cover for his unit. Consumed by his team's pressing issues, he failed to consider seeking help. This incident underscored Babin's neglect of a fundamental SEAL tactic, cover and move, A strategy that emphasizes teamwork. Each part of a team must work in harmony, supporting each other to accomplish the overall mission. In the heat of the moment, Babin became so engrossed in his unit's objective evacuate without injury that he lost sight of the bigger picture, forgetting to consider the activities and potential assistance of other SEAL units. This tunnel vision put his team in unnecessary risk. This principle applies well beyond the battlefield. Whether in a combat zone or a business environment, effective leaders maintain a balance, one eye on the immediate task and the other on the broader organization. This includes acknowledging the potential strategic support from other teams. To illustrate this, consider Babin's observations as a business consultant. He noticed destructive dynamics within a company, where internal teams were pointing fingers at each other, fostering a climate of unhealthy competition. This behavior blatantly violated the cover-and-move principle, which emphasizes the importance of internal teams working together. It highlights the fact that the real enemy is external, not your colleague from HR, but rival firms vying for your customers. Through effective leadership, promoting a spirit of collaboration over competition, organizations can ensure that their teams move together towards a common goal, enhancing their overall success. Part 4 Staying effective under stress, set clear priorities and take action. Imagine a moonlit night in Ramadi. A SEAL team, mistakenly believing they're on the roof of an adjacent building, steps onto what turns out to be a flimsy tarp. One SEAL crashes through the fabric, falling 20 feet below into enemy territory, injured and vulnerable. The team is now deep in hostile territory without backup grappling with a wounded colleague and a potential bomb threat at the building's exit. In such a high-pressure situation, a myriad of problems are vying for attention. It is up to the leader to maintain composure and determine the optimal course of action. Author Leif Babin, recalling his SEAL training, leaned on a fundamental principle. Prioritize and execute. This principle is encapsulated in the SEAL mantra. Relax, look around, make a call. Even highly skilled leaders can get overwhelmed if they attempt to tackle all issues simultaneously. It's crucial to single out the most urgent priority and direct focus towards it. Having tackled the first issue, the leader can then shift focus to the next priority. In the scenario described earlier, Babin's priorities were security first, reaching the wounded soldier next, and finally taking a head count of his team. By calmly evaluating the situation, He was able to successfully navigate the crisis despite extreme pressure. Business leaders can apply this same tactic. The situations you encounter may not carry life and death stakes, as in combat, but prioritizing and executing can prove equally beneficial. Here's how it works. In any circumstance, start by determining your highest priority. After identifying this, communicate it clearly and succinctly to your team. Then, Solicit input from key team members on how to resolve the current problem and channel your team's resources towards executing this plan. Once the first issue is addressed, move on to the next priority and repeat the process. It's essential to remember that as priorities shift, it's your responsibility as a leader to communicate these changes to your team, ensuring everyone stays aligned and focused. Part 5. Achieving success through meticulous planning. Identify and manage risks proactively. Let's rewind to a critical moment right before a mission to rescue an Iraqi hostage held captive by Al Qaeda. Only minutes before the operation's commencement, Babin's intelligence officer informed him that the hostage wasn't just surrounded by explosives, but also heavily guarded by machine guns in bunkers. Suddenly, the mission's risk factor surged dramatically, yet undeterred. Babin carried on as planned. Why? Because he had already factored in this additional danger before it was even confirmed. In his role as a SEAL unit commander, Babin had assumed the presence of such threats. To overlook them would have been a gross disregard of his leadership responsibilities. Consequently, he had preemptively included such potential risks in his meticulous plan, fulfilling his due diligence as a leader, To counteract the possibility of explosives and machine gun threats, he had devised a series of measures in his comprehensive plan. This thorough preparation obviated the need for a last minute plan change or mission postponement, even in the face of this substantial new information. The importance of such readiness is so significant that Babin uses this incident as a training scenario for SEAL trainees. He confronts them with a tough question knowing these risks, would you still have executed the mission? And invariably, the correct response is an emphatic yes. This story underlines a key leadership lesson. Leaders, irrespective of their domain, should devote time to create detailed plans that identify, assess, and manage all foreseeable risks. Comprehensive contingency plans Lower future risks as everyone involved knows precisely how to react if things go awry. Such proactive planning enhances the probability of success as your team is equipped to tackle the unknown. But remember, some risks are beyond your control. As a leader, focus your efforts on managing those risks which are within your control. Part 6. Transforming Superiors' Interference into Valuable Insights Offering comprehensive information proactively. Revisit the time when authors Leif Babin and Jocko Willink served as SEAL unit commanders in Iraq. Picture Babin storming into Willink's office, exasperated by the barrage of emails from their commanding officer, asking what Babin considered to be pointless questions. Why am I being bombarded like this? Doesn't he understand the volume of critical tasks I'm juggling? Willink's response was simple. No because you're not taking responsibility for informing him. This made Babin realize that their superiors weren't clairvoyant. The barrage of queries was a consequence of Babin's failure to provide comprehensive updates on his operations. In essence, the commanding officer was trying to gather necessary information to approve Babin's plans, pass them up the hierarchy for final authorization, and facilitate Babin in carrying out his combat missions. This revelation helped Babin re-evaluate his attitude and take up the responsibility to furnish detailed operation planning documents to his superiors. However, many business leaders fail to grasp the importance of maintaining open communication channels with their superiors. Often, leaders blame their bosses for not providing adequate support to them and their team. But what they should be doing is looking inward and realizing their responsibility to deliver essential information that enables their superiors to provide appropriate support and make informed decisions. To put it another way, a commendable leader actively disseminates information both up and down the chain of command. Embracing total responsibility as a leader means leading and influencing everyone around you, regardless of their position, be it a subordinate or a superior. Final summary. The core theme of this book The essence of leadership, irrespective of the setting, military or corporate, lies in embracing complete responsibility for your team and its endeavors. This implies being accountable for your team's victories and setbacks alike, creating comprehensive plans that consider all possible risks, and upholding open communication channels in every direction.